Fraud Pod. Hello, listener, and thank you so much for joining us on this 50th edition of the Teaching Abroad Pod. We hit the half century mark, Ashley. <laughs> and uh, dear listener, I am your host, Rowan Lomas, and we are here to talk about all things Tesla. Ashley, is 50 episodes a lot? I don't even know. I don't, I mean, 50 regardless of whether it's a lot, it's a, it's a milestone. It's big. I mean, to make 50 of them, it takes time. So I'm really proud of us. Um, <laughs> us. <laughs> I mean, maybe it does give me another excuse to eat that ice cream cake that I've got lurking in the freezer. I mean, <laughs> it's worth celebrating for sure. Fun to slice to me. <laughs> I do feel we are blessed to have so many uh, wonderful course graduates teaching around the world and schools and recruiters we work with who are happy to join us on this podcast and share their experiences about teaching English around the world. And today, in fact, we are going to be joined by the founder and possibly a senior recruiter from Minga House Foundation in Colombia, who can provide lots of insight on the types of jobs available there, as well as the benefits, how to get hired, great things to do and see in Colombia. And I was just curious, Ashley, what comes to mind when you think of Colombia? Um, I don't know that anything comes to mind specifically. If I'm being completely honest, South America in general was never something that I really considered when I was looking at teaching ESL. I'm not sure if that's just because being in North America, it didn't seem as far away. And I was looking to really broaden what I was doing and <laughs> and nothing against my parents, but I was looking to go farther away. But I mean, there is definitely something that's alluring about being so close to the Amazon rainforest for me. I think the animals, I think the climate, it's just, it does seem so much more exotic um, than when we are for sure. That is true. Like Asia has a lot of things to see and do, but they do not have the Amazon. Mm. I mean, <laughs> Colombia has a lot to offer geographically speaking from the the coast to the mountains to the yeah. rainforest and stuff like that. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, we've got this interview coming up in just a minute, but first, a word from our sponsor. With Oxford Seminars, starting your new career teaching ESL couldn't be easier. Oxford Seminars has trained more than 70,000 teachers over the past 30 years, and you could be next. Our comprehensive 120-hour program starts with live instruction from an experienced ESL teacher, followed by convenient online modules. If your goal is to relocate overseas or even teach from the comfort of your own home, Oxford Seminar's renowned lifetime job placement service will get you where you want to be. Right now, you can get $50 off your Oxford Seminar's TESOL, TESOL, TEFL course price when paying in full by calling 1-888-225-2480 and giving the code TEACHINGABROADPOD. Visit OxfordSeminars.com today to find out more. Welcome back, listeners. We are now joined by Glenn Galindo, the founder and executive director of Minga House Foundation in Colombia, along with senior recruiter Hector Arias. Uh, Minga House started up, hi Hector, in Hello. 2014 and has grown to the point of recruiting for almost 200 schools of all types from kindergarten through university and hiring for about 300 positions at any given time. Welcome to the pod, Glenn and Hector. Thanks, Rowan. Thanks, Ashley. 
Thank you for um, having us, Ron, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Um, so how did Minga House come to be, Glenn? What inspired you to found such a foundation? Well, you know, I, I, uh, I was inspired late in life. I'm now 55, so I was around 45. And since we deal with a lot of young uh, teachers often, I tell them good for you, but you found the courage to pursue exploring the world. So I only wish I would have started earlier, uh, but at age 45, I finally had the opportunity to give myself that permission to be willing to go and be happy, to get out of the, where I was in life, being very busy, but, but, but tied to a minimum required income for a minimum required lifestyle for, for a minimum things that keep us locked in and not really allow us to travel. And so I was finally able to, uh, to, to free up. And that's a whole other story for another podcast of becoming a minimalist and daring to pursue happiness. And when I finally did that, I've never been richer. If you measure it by uh, location, by uh, family, by friends, by coworkers, uh, I've just never been happier ever since I've been in Colombia now for 10 years. I was uh, invited to explore, to expand uh, foundations, medical missions abroad. And um, I had suggested uh, Columbia because I had come as a teacher. I had come as a teacher, earned my TEFL, and came back quickly a second time. Had a great, fantastic time here in Colombia. And when a foundation asked, hey, what about Colombia for expanding our medical missions opportunities? And I thought it was a great idea. I threw my hand up and I came and explored and set up the logistics, set up the location, decided where we'd be uh, safe, uh, attractive, functional, for primarily American nursing and medical students. And that's how our foundation launched. I came out, I thought I was just going to be temporary and hire my replacement, but I just became enamored uh, with riding around in Jeeps in the coffee region and doing medical missions with coffee uh, farm worker communities. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved the type of individual that goes out and does service work internationally, loved running the teams, and quickly began setting roots here in the coffee region of Colombia. And that was in 2014, 13 and 14, when that got launched. Amazing. Wow, what a, what a story, how you started with one... Uh one goal and expanded to so many other things, including teaching English in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that you do hire for pretty much every type of school you can imagine, but could you be a bit more specific in terms of what uh, schools you do hire for there? Sure, sure. And, and just to tie in how we started to what we do now, working so much with teachers these days is as a, as a charitable foundation, we had to develop a means to continue to fund our charitable work. And that's when uh, the federal government in Colombia asked me for assistance in what was called uh, Colombia Bilingue. And so I jumped on board to help them back in, in, um, 2017 started exploring that role and over time it simply grew through word of mouth that we had the ability to bring uh foreigners for volunteering and then so schools began asking us for assistance to expand their individual bilingual programs uh to bring bilingual teachers to them and that has evolved to 
So 197, 198 schools or so that we have recruited for, it may vary from language institutes uh, all the way to universities and everything K through 12 in between, you know, primary, middle school, high school, which lends to just about any level of experience that a teacher or exploring teacher, a new teacher might have. There's an opportunity for you. Whether you come in to acquire experience, to explore if you have the natural abilities or you're transitioning careers and you, you're dead set on, I want to explore, I've heard how wonderful it is, how great it is, how mobile it can be for me to teach abroad and I want to try this out. Well, you're switching lanes. And so we'll talk to you as a, as a support coach about everything that has a, is a factor in whether you can be successful or not. Again, I go back and over again when we talk to new teachers, not to focus on salary, especially if you're changing lanes because you're exploring. And there are things that are make you equally as happy. If you're a new teacher, you want good training. You want good support. You want good mentorship. That's key. But you also want to be happy what you do out of work. And because no matter where you go, there's going to be students that are going to be happy and benefit by you teaching him or co-teaching him or assistant teaching him, no matter where you go. But you might have some say on the climate, the weather, the topography, where in the country do you want heat, do you want coolness? Do you want the coast? Do you want a big city, small city? Activities that might interest you, that might fill your weekends. Uh, and there's a lot of three-day weekends in Colombia, like 19 official holidays a year. Ooh. A lot of Mondays off. So in a really cheap travel. Yeah, really cheap to travel to catch a plane, a plane and see the whole country, no matter where you're at. So we talk about the, the just real quickly, the factors, the school culture is key, the role, the grade level you feel most comfortable teaching, that you might borrow past experiences to be quickly successful, uh, location. Um, all these things, or maybe you're a family, where can I get, include my kids enrolled in that school or free tuition? Housing is a big concern. Who offers housing? Where can I live on campus? Who offers me flights? Who offers me training? So all these factors are, should be equally weighed and prioritized. And we talk to you as a, as a mentor, as a coach, but every junior teacher and every senior teacher and everything in between, we have positions and partner schools that there, there's a role waiting for you. I think that kind of guidance is really important too. Cause like you mentioned, you might be, you know, someone who's been a banker for 10 years and you have an interest in finance. Well, that might not be most suited to the best paying K to 12 international school job. You have no experience with large groups of children, but there maybe there's a business English teaching position at a, a language institute. That's the right fit for that kind of previous professional experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll give you a real quick example. Take a step back, analyze yourself. What tool sets do you come with? What previous career personality experience are going to make you be successful? We like to call when Hector and his team talk to new teachers, they go over something called um, let's decide your level of risk. Can you come as a tourist and look for a job here? You'll be exponentially more attractive if you're actually in country, but it's not required. Some are able to get contracted and get the visa, the work visa, even before you arrive. So it's just your level of comfort, you know, and we'll talk about that. There's no right or wrong. It's you and your comfort level. But be strategic. So I call the first job a landing job. If you only must have a visa and be in hired before you even get on a plane, okay, just understand you're limiting your options. Cool. But then how you offset that is by accepting a landing job. 
what schools are willing to hire me being abroad, you know, in the US or Canada or England, Australia, or wherever you're at, and some will. But then you have to compromise. Well, okay, I'm, probably means it's one of the not the hottest job possible because the hottest one, I promise you, there's people flying here outside trying to get an interview because and the people that are here looking to upgrade. So you got to have to understand where am I in the pecking order in this market? How can I get to the best paying job in my favorite location in my best role that I think I love and be successful at? It might take two or three steps to get there. It might take you six, 12, 18 months to get there. Uh, a gentleman without a degree came to Columbia, heard, oh, this is great, wonderful, came down to Bogota, fell in love, his dream come true. He had no degree, but he wanted to be an English teacher. I said, listen, that's cool. We're going to help you do that. Please understand you are competing with those with English majors. So take it into context. Be patient and strategic. What else do you know how to do? What else do you like? I don't know. Never taught before. I like playing video games. Tell me more. But yeah, I like to put computers together. I put my own gaming computers on. Oh, okay. Did you know there's a school, uh, a role, a teacher role for uh, computer technology? The teacher helps the students integrate technology into their day-to-day -day homework and school projects and just teach them, you know, video editing, social media, uh, Microsoft Office, basic stuff. How to, how to assemble a computer. I didn't know that. Okay. I'll tell you what. You need experience teaching because that's about classroom management. Let's get into a school that'll let you also explore being the ICT guy. Okay. So he started making about $500 a month, no degree, a couple of million pesos. He went from there, acquiring teaching experience, growing what a, the computer guy who teaches in English at a bilingual school anyway. So it's almost like teaching English subject-based, right? You're still teaching language, but you're doing the, the vocabulary and the, the sentence structure and the, the action verbs, all that based on a material. In this case, computers. Cool. Well, he never did get a degree, but within two years, he went from 2 million to 4 million to 8 million. So the guy still now this lovely bride living in Colombia, you know, making over $2,000, probably top 10% earning in Colombia, doing what he loves, computers. Wow, what a story. Teaching English. So, so look at your background. You might be more closely affiliated to being a social science teacher in English. You might be an engineer. Maybe you should be teaching math. I've never taught math. Well, I bet you that lane that you're choosing will be a lot less competitive rather than competing with English majors and seasoned English teachers to try to make a decent living wage. So you gotta be really strategic. You're still teaching language, you're still doing language acquisition, teaching English, but subject-based, utilizing your background, your previous profession, things you love. We need teachers in every field. Now this might be more of a question for Hector, but what would you say are the, you know, the top positions available right now and then into spring 2024? And what are the start dates for those positions? For those positions, I mean, um, I mean, it depends, you know, in, in the cities, but one of the, those, the top positions we have right now are uh, coordinators positions. You know, we've got uh, to right now that they pay about uh, 3,000 US dollars, uh, but they are starting as soon as possible. Obviously, for those type of positions, the schools, are the requirements that they need from the teachers, they're, they're more uh, strict about. I mean, so they're, they're looking for someone with, at least four or five years of teaching experience, you know, in or in the role they're applying for. Most of the, you know, top paying positions are 
I will say is around, you know, five, six million Colombian pesos per month. Teaching like yeah. elementary or middle it, or high school? It, it doesn't matter. You know, it depends on the position, but we have from primary, uh, middle school, high school. Yeah. Or, you know, preschool as well. And for the school, I guess schools tend to like to hire for the start of their term or semester. So when are they going to be looking to hire for in the new year? Which month? We are actually uh, getting, you know, uh, positions to start in January 2024. So yeah, most some of the positions that we have right now are to start in January. But we have positions throughout the whole year because uh, um, I don't know if you're aware, but in Colombia, we have two academic years. One starts in January, the other one starts in August. And at the moment, uh, because of the uh, shortage that we have on teachers, so we are still recruiting for positions that were open in August. So we have positions to start as soon as possible. So we're looking for teachers that are willing to come to Colombia right now so they can start as soon as the work visa is approved. But yeah, it, it all depends on the availability of the teachers. There's, there's enough of a pool of schools that we have that, like Hector says, every month are positions. Plus, in Colombia, these are private schools. These aren't the public, right? But even, even the public school districts, there's no substitute teaching. So when someone's absent or missing, it's not like you call in a substitute to fill the classroom. There's a crisis happening. There's a teacher handling two classrooms or they're canceling school. This is the people business and people get sick. If they're foreign teachers, something could happen back at home and you know, someone passes away, issue with the family, complications with you know their education, who knows? Anything could happen. So when someone leaves, a crisis is happening. Immediately, they need to find a teacher. So there's enough uh, pool of schools that every day we need teachers. Every week, every month is hiring. And those... Uh, programs or situations that are a language institute, they're not a school year. So every 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 month, they got to replace teachers that eventually do go home. Uh, you know, a foreign teacher will last one, two, three years, unless they become an expat and stay like I did, right? But most will stay one or two years. So there's constant opening, constant opening. And are these contracts the for a full school year or can you do a one-term contract? Most of the schools uh, are looking for teachers that can commit for the whole academic year. So obviously because that involves, you know, money investing from the school because most of them, they do pay for the visas for the process. So it's a lot of, you know, travel for, let's say, just to hire someone for six months. So they, they're just looking for teachers that can commit for at least, you know, a whole year term for 11 months. But again, like Hector was saying, I mean, right now there's two calendars, A and B. Uh, Mid-January will go until about November 30th, but then the August term August. and the July term will go until June. So because you have these two calendars, Hector right now and his team are filling positions, even though they end in November 30th, they need them now. So it's yeah. irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You just have to register with us and uh, make yourself available. And then we talk about, like I said earlier, about your preferences and all these factors so that you can be a match. It's about matching what is most important to you. How can you be most successful? If you're here two, three years or developing your abroad teacher career, be strategic. What do you need now? Well, right now I need training. Let's pick the best mentor. Let's pick the best training opportunity. So you quickly develop it. Uh, so, so it just depends. We just have to talk to the teacher. 
And junior teachers, again, if they're willing to do a landing job, who was willing to hire me to get me in country, to stop burning my savings, burning my cash, acquire experience, get an in-country reference, and I can begin applying for that next better position, better role, better income, better location. So if you're strategic in steps within a year, year and a half, you can be making a decent living, living abroad. That kind of ties into my next question. Which ones are offering the best stereotypical benefits? For instance, I have salary, housing, airfare. And what qualifications do you need to secure one of these sought-after jobs? Most, most of the schools, uh, they will focus in your experience, okay? And also, if you have a background in the teaching position you are applying for, we have plenty of positions. We have English teaching as a second language. We have biology. We have ICT. We have math. We have social. So if you have a background education in, in, in those roles, then you will be more successful, you know, in, in getting hired. But also the schools, they do look for someone that has at least a year of teaching experience. That's why Glenn, you know, suggests, well, if you don't have a, enough experience, then come get a landing job, gain a little bit of more experience, then you can move on to the next job, your better pay positions. But those, uh, you know, positions, they, they offer housing, uh, they do request at least one year of teaching experience. Those, they offer housing, flights, they cover for the visa processes as well. So, yeah. Hector's got a, a client right now that it's uh, theater-based. So if you have a personality, if you like being oh yeah, a bit of a showmanship, they'll hire you with no teaching experience. And what a great gig. What a great introduction to teaching. It's a theater-based yeah. English learning. It's awesome. Yeah. All, all you need for those type of positions is to have a four years uh, bachelor's degree or to have a TEFL uh, certification to apply for those. You don't need experience. Obviously, the salary is not as high, but they do offer uh, a salary of two million Colombian pesos per month. They offer you shared housing. You'll be visiting uh, different various schools in the capital. Okay, mm -hmm. So you will not be based in one place and you will be supporting other teachers and you will be engaged in some other, you know, fun activities like karaoke, theater, singing, you know, spelling bee, conversational groups, stuff like that. So those type of positions, they can be like a landing job, but also it can be quite fun if you, if you, you know, looking for something like that. And what is the yeah. hiring process? How do applicants start their application with you? Uh, Basically, the first step is uh, registering with us, sending us uh, your information, but also we do request a 30 to 40 seconds presentation video because we present you to the schools. The, the schools like to see uh, how you speak, your personality, so they get a glance of um, who you are. So that's, that's the first step, you know, to get in touch with us. Then, uh, like Glenn said, we start talking to, to the teachers, you know, and exploring the options for them. We present you with a whole range of opportunities that we think the applicant could be, you know, applying for. And then if the teacher, you know, agrees, then we go ahead and send the information, the resume, presentation video, contact number to the school. And then the school will check that information and say, oh yeah, we would like to interview the, the applicant. So then they get connected. So then is the school taking over at that point? doing the whole interview process directly with uh, the teacher. 
it's it's really key that that the intro video that Hector mentioned is super key. What they're looking for is the clarity of speech. You know, a North American accent is the most familiar because that's most of the television they watch and and songs they sing and hear. So that that clarity of speech that they can see, visualize in their classrooms that will be easily understood. And then a personality. You know, a teacher is a performer, is a storyteller. You know, how confident, how comfortable can you incite curiosity? Can you incite interest? So ultimately, that's really the core of what makes a good teacher. Technique, know-how, that's trainable. So if your interest is to grow to be a good teacher and you feel you have an aptitude to presenting, to, to narrating, to orating, to instructing, then this is for you. And don't, don't let me forget, uh, we also operate in Costa Rica. We, we're having a great time growing uh, Minga teachers in Costa Rica, and we'll actually be expanding to other countries in Latin America during 2024. Oh, awesome. I was just in Costa Rica for nine months. It's a beautiful country. Yeah, Highly recommended. That's right. And so, like Hector said, the beauty of working with us, you register once and, you know, breaks down your profile for us to match. We have a system to match us what the schools need and want what the teachers will tell us what they need and what makes them happy, all those factors I mentioned. Potential match, they're presented with the video. By the chance that they say, I want to interview you, they've pretty much looked at your profile and seen your video. They're looking for a reason why not to hire you. The, the pre-match has been made. The pre-selection process is highly successful um, by just registering once and providing a good intro video, 30 to 40 seconds. What advice would you give candidates on how to succeed in their application? You know, know what they're looking for. Have a discussion with us, with our staff. But in our job is to use the gained experience, you know, after over a thousand teachers placed and helping you think through what really is a priority. Because if you could say, well, I'd like to be on the beach and I'd like to make a lot of money and I only want to teach high school. That's great. But they can't be number one all on your list. So you have to go through it. Well, I've got student loans. I really need, okay. Then you have to have X amount of money. And it's a, it's a, there's no negotiation. It has to happen. Okay. But he was saying, God, look, I'm a surfer. I gotta be on the beach, dude. Then that's, what's going to make you happy. So be willing to be willing to accept less of a salary, come with some savings because you're going to be happy surfing. So they can't all be number one. So it's us using our experience, having that discussion. And once we help them make that priority, what's the most important, least important factor, then it's easy. Then the matching will be natural. They'll see your video. They're already looking for you. Then it's probably going to be a higher. And then just start early. Start as early as possible. Just begin exploring. Um, also, be really sure your finances match. If you have no experience, come with a little bit of cushion, a little bit of pillow of savings. It's amazing how much freedom you have when you're not desperate financially. And you don't need much. Colombia is super cheap. It's one of the least expensive countries in the world. The devaluation of the peso over the years makes a dollar or a pound go really, really far. And so if you don't want to come and live in the same lifestyle that you're used to, if you don't need to come to live in a rich neighborhood with all the expats, you come for a true experience to live in a neighborhood and living where Colombians are, then it's going to be very, very affordable. So if you just come with a little bit of cushion, then you're able to accept those landing jobs that might pay you between two and three million, you know, and that's going to be 
500 to $800 a month or so, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to pay housing or you might get free housing, as Hector mentioned, and you're going to have enough for food. And life is cheap if you avoid the expensive traps and if you don't need to be, you know, go out every weekend and spend tons of money. It's manageable. This can happen if you have a plan, if you have a good advisor. And we really need a lot of junior teachers. We need a lot of new junior teachers, a lot. So for these uh, teachers who are coming to Columbia to join you, what are some of the must-see places people shouldn't miss when they're traveling or teaching in Columbia? What are your faves, Hector? Well, um, I, I, to be honest, I think the whole country, I mean, you shouldn't miss anything. I mean, uh, there are so much to see and to visit. Now the coffee region where we are is becoming one of the top touristic places in the country. If you like mountains, you, you have everything here. Coffee, you have volcanoes, you have, you know, you can get a plane and you can be in Cartagena, Santa Marta within 30 yeah. minutes, an hour by plane. Yeah. You know, I, I think the whole country is just beautiful, but the coffee region, yeah. you know, I would suggest. Yeah. You have a soft they, spot they, for coffee, huh? Well, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. But, but show you an example. We have a contract with the, the British government. We have currently 14 Brits doing their TESOL training. Uh, they're here with us, not training, their, their classroom time towards a, with the British government doing their, their TESOL training. So they're here with us 12 weeks every weekend because flights are so, and because like Hector says, the coffee region uh, here at Foundation is central. So they're spending like $50, $75 to fly on the weekend to Cartagena, to Bogota, to, Medi to Medellin, to Santa Marta, to Cali. So no matter where you are, and there's so many, like I said, Mondays off, you're going to have the opportunity very cheaply to explore the rest of the country. Then it's just a matter of preferences. Yes, I, of course, I love the coffee region. I selected it. Spring, weather, year-round, gorgeous, lush. I love riding on a Jeep in the coffee region. It's, it's awesome. You might be a big city person. And so Bogota, Medellin, you might be a beach person. Oh, then you got to be near the coast. You might be a salsa guy. You know, I just hired a staff Cali. member. He loves salsa, Cali. So the thing is, it's very affordable and accessible for you to see the whole country, no matter where you're at. Awesome. Do you have any recommendations for specific restaurants to visit in any particular city and foods and drinks to try? Hmm. I don't know, you were just at Cartagena, Hector. What is there a good one you recommend? I was just in a wedding, so. <laughs> uh, uh, to be honest, no, I don't. I mean, you know, because obviously we're based here in the coffee region. Yeah, it, it is difficult to say, but obviously, um, you know, at schools, uh, normally they, they have someone in charge that we can, you know, help you with the transition, you know, when you're coming into the country. So then they can guide you better on, on, on where to go, what to visit in each city, mm -hmm. if, if you know what I mean. Obviously, because mm -hmm. we can't be in, in like in every city. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's important to understand we're all, we're going to be supporting uh, our inbound teachers uh, no matter where they're at. We don't just place them in abandonment. Exactly. Uh, but also, you're joining an existing team, an existing human resources department, an existing school. So you're not like, oh, my God, I'm going to go myself. No, you're joining an actual living, breathing team, and you're a new team member. So you're going to have local support as well. 
Now, restaurants, it depends who you ask. I don't like fancy restaurants. I like finding holes in the walls. I like finding street food. If, if some of you, and this is open to new teachers, you can come, we call it onboarding. And for onboarding means you come, and we actually have our own school, which is a wonderful uh, opportunity for someone to come in. Even if you don't have a contract, you can come in and stay with us 30, 60 days, whatever you need. We can welcome them in the country. And some end up getting their year-long contract uh, volunteer visa and stay with us. But you can come for onboarding and you can experience an actual classroom, practice your Spanish, learn some classroom management with Colombian kids, working with Colombian teachers. You can be supervised and get an in-country reference. And so I mentioned that because if you were here, then I would take you what I call the Bomberos uh, hot dogs, which is uh, awesome uh, a hot dog with spicy dog and, and uh, pork grinds, chicharron on top with tons of cheese. That's the kind of food I would take you to. Uh, another place where it's uh, pineapple saturated ground beef for uh, awesome hamburgers. That's where I would take you, street food. Or what we call the illegal restaurant, which is these guys that make the most delicious charcoal chicken. And the restaurant is across the street in a public land, public property, because they live across the street. And they decided, what if we uh, did a charcoal thing, little restaurant, and just started doing chicken there? And it's delicious. So they let them build a little restaurant on public ground. And those are the little nuances and cool little differences that we can't experience in our home country, which you can't hear. And you can't have any places around the world. And that's the beauty and adventure that teaching abroad allows you to do. I'm going to try yeah. those burgers. Sounds delicious. Yeah, you, you come on now for a little onboarding as a new teacher or a seasoned teacher. doesn't matter. Just to experience. And we'll take you on that, on that food tour. It is exponentially easier to get the job you want if you are in country first. And you can come as a tourist. And it can be very inexpensive. The risk is minimal. I mean, listen, if I think there's an odd a chance that you're not going to get hired, we'll tell you. Come to Colombia, land here, and you say, I'm here. Oh, he's real. I don't have to risk if he's going to actually hop on a plane or if their mom or dad are going to talk him out of it because Colombia is risky because that happens. So schools know that there's a chance that you may not show up if they hire you from abroad. There's a hesitation. Flip it. I'm willing to go as a tourist. I might even do the onboarding thing with Minka House. You're going to get a job. You're going to get the best job because you're real, you're available, you can start as soon as. You're so much more hireable if you're in-country. Well, you, you used some words that kind of stuck out from that. I mean, you said a lot of positive things, obviously, but you also used the words hesitation and risk. And we have heard that from some people, you know, they think of Colombia, they think of Pablo Escobar and the cartels of the 80s or the mm -hmm. uh, revolutionary forces operating from the 60s through to 2017, I think. What do you tell people who might have some safety concerns about moving to Colombia? Sure, sure. Appreciate that. Colombia is a big country and most of the population is in a small percentage. I'd say 20 percent of the country, really. So if you're going to go to the Amazons, I'd be more worried about, uh, yeah, there might be some cartels or you might get eaten by a boa constrictor, too or an alligator. So I just wouldn't go there for that reason, you know, unless you're a safari kind of person. I would stick to the populated areas. And then it's really the same as any country, any home country you're coming from. There's just neighborhoods. There's just different parts of the city. You shouldn't be there late at night. You shouldn't be there alone. And you should be careful and prudent. And no matter where you go in the world or at home, 
you're walking into a neighborhood, they know that you're new. And there's people everywhere in the world who make it there. That's how they make a living, stealing, right? They've made their living and they're looking for victims. Don't be a victim. Don't be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Don't over drink sometimes, uh, especially younger teachers. They might feel that they're on spring break permanently. And you get a little silly, you get a little careless because it's just a week. When you go abroad, you are in a professional long-term role and you become a community member long-term. You can't walk around thinking you're in spring break for the whole year. You're going to be careless. You're going to be irresponsible. You're going to make an error in judgment. And that's what gets you in trouble. Other than that, 90% uh, of the country is perfectly beautiful and safe and nothing's going to happen to you as long as you keep your, your wits about you. Chances are you're not going to get uh, malaria. You're not going to be robbed. You're not going to be kidnapped unless you're awfully, 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 awfully careless and irresponsible, which that kind of stuff can even happen back at home. That's a good point. Thank you for that. Uh, how valuable is it for your applicants to have earned a TEFL certificate? Hmm. Well, it's extremely valuable, especially if you're not an educator. Always remember you are competing. Once you know what you're looking for, understand you're entering a market and you might be changing lanes. So two things. What must you have? Well, if you have an education degree, Columbia Immigration will say, well, yeah, it's an educator, simply switching locations and new job. But most are not going to be educators. They're going to be an engineer. You're going to be a social worker. You're going to be a nurse. You're going to be do something else. There's a chance. There is a chance your visa may not be approved if it doesn't make sense. And this person's resume, they've never taught. They don't have any language degree or any education degree, but they want to be a teacher. And so immigration decisions are discretionary at the discretion of whatever officer is reviewing your application. And they're not going to talk to you about it. You're going to apply online and an email is going to come back. Either approved, not approved, or I need more information. That's the reality of it. So not only if you get a TEFL, if it's a good TEFL, perhaps with, with uh, Oxford, you're going to get some know-how. You're going to get some terminology. You might get some good advice. You might have some exercises that will lead you towards becoming a better educator or beginning to be an educator. But you might need it strategically just to ensure your visa is approved. Right. You are competing. There are other applicants and you want that job. I want that job in Cartagena. I want to be by the beach. Well, help yourself become the best, most competitive potential teacher if you're a beginner. And so you need it. You should get it. They're accessible. They're affordable. It makes you more competitive. You should have a TEFL, TESOL, CELTA, DELTA, something. That's not going to guarantee you anything, but that might be what gets you the interview. All right. That's great to hear. And I guess uh, that wraps up the interview. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Glenn and Hector. It was great having you on and learning all about the great positions people can apply for in Columbia. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, guys. Uh, we need tons of teachers. We need a lot of teachers, but it doesn't mean... Uh, we're going to treat you as a group. We're going to listen. We're going to ask. And we're going to do our best. So each individual teacher is a match, just like these are actual real schools, real kids, real parents. And they need a teacher that wants to be there, wants to teach, is also a match for them. But each one is 
100% on its own, very uniquely important, and we're going to treat it as such. So just um, come for the right reasons. Be the best teacher you can. Channel the best teacher you ever had growing up. What a difference that made in your life. I assure you the kids that get you, you're going to have an impact just by being in their lives. I hope it's an option that everyone chooses to explore as being a teacher abroad. Well said. Sage advice. Before we go, we do have a job placement update for those job seekers who may be listening. Yeah, I just wanted to reinforce that now is the time to be applying for early 2024 starting positions all around the world, especially in Asia and Latin America. Schools in Korea, Japan, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Vietnam, Indonesia, down to Costa Rica, Colombia, Ecuador, and Mexico. And the list, I'm sure, goes on and on and on. Are hiring for positions starting between January and March. And if short or long-term positions in Thailand are your goal, January would be a good time to start applying for the 2024 school year start in May. Thanks as always for tuning in to the Teaching Abroad Pod. If you liked this episode, feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. We are aiming to release new episodes monthly for the foreseeable future. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, or your podcasting app of choice. If you'd like to see another idea in a future episode, feel free to email us or send us a message on Instagram. Thank you.